Many of you are forced to use Microsoft Office at work, probably 99% of you, and some of you may be using Google Docs for some of this. But Microsoft Office is now in Microsoft 365, which means you're in the cloud, which means Microsoft can read your documents. Then you're using OneDrive with it, so that's great. They can read your other documents in there. Or maybe you think you can choose Google Docs instead since you don't need to do much. Okay, more cloud. Google can read that too. And then for some of you, it gets worse. You push your document through Grammarly so the AI can scan it for you as well. And they can read your document. Or others will use ChatGPT and have them read your document. Or make it. Nowadays, you're being funneled into putting all your documents in cloud services, which can scan your content. Are we understanding the theme here? Third parties can read your documents. How can we accept this in a privacy channel? It's time to rethink your approach and come up with a better answer that is free. Stay right there. I wouldn't suggest that you use Microsoft Office even if you had some desktop version of it from the past. I haven't used Microsoft Office in 10 years. But we need to find a substitute. And I really don't understand why alternatives are not more popular. There are several non-big tech alternatives like LibreOffice, Apache OpenOffice, Collabora Online, WPS Office, Free Office, Caligra, Office Suite, Polaris Office, OnlyOffice, WordPerfect, Zoho Workspace. Today I'm going to recommend only one. No need to search all over. I use LibreOffice. I've used LibreOffice Writer for the last 10 years and this is the replacement to Microsoft Word. I have made many documents on it, 10 years worth. I've used LibreOffice Impress, which is the equivalent to Microsoft PowerPoint. I've used LibreOffice Calc to make spreadsheets, which is equivalent to Microsoft Excel. I frankly only discovered LibreOffice Draw while I was researching this, though it is installed on my computer. And lastly, I had no idea that LibreOffice Base was a database app that can make databases like Microsoft Access. I didn't intend for this video to be a tutorial on how to use LibreOffice. I'm sure there are other creators who've already done that. But let me first introduce you to LibreOffice and the organization that supports it. You'd likely want to know if it will be around for the long run and just exactly what the history is. You'll want to know if the software is buggy and if there's anyone doing development work on it. It started off with a German company called StarOffice and this goes back to 1985 right near the beginning of the PC revolution. So the original started off right around the appearance of WordPerfect, which many of you would have forgotten about, but that was even before Microsoft Office. The biggest players back then were WordPerfect and Lotus 1.2.3. Then of course, Microsoft Office took off and the super popular apps of the 80s like WordPerfect and Lotus 1.2.3 started to fade. So eventually, I imagine products like WordPerfect, Lotus 1.2.3, VisiCalc, and StarOffice lost market share. In 1999, Sun Microsystems bought StarOffice. At that time, Sun Microsystems was already owned by Oracle. Then Oracle revived the product as OpenOffice.org, 
And just to tell you how much effort was put into it, there were a hundred developers on Oracle's side doing this. Their idea was to make an open source product and then use that base code to create a commercial product. Then some developers decided to fork the product from OpenOffice.org and created LibreOffice. I recall that many of the original developers actually were from Oracle. Anyway, there was a big dispute about this move and Oracle pulled back. There was a backlash and no one wanted to deal with OpenOffice.org anymore. Eventually, Oracle donated the OpenOffice.org project to the Apache Foundation, where this product currently exists as Apache OpenOffice. So in theory, the biggest open source projects for Office Suite software is Apache OpenOffice and LibreOffice, both of which originated from OpenOffice.org. But the reality is that most of the development community migrated to LibreOffice and it is the most popular open source Office Suite today. LibreOffice is maintained by The Document Foundation, which is a nonprofit company based in Germany. And it is funded by donations from ordinary people and corporations. There are big corporations in the advisory committee of The Document Foundation, like Google. I'm sure Google wants to make sure they have fingers in the Office Suite world since that's probably how they're doing the Office Suite work on Google Workspace and Google Docs. The point is that the development on LibreOffice continues. I don't know how many developers are working on LibreOffice products. But LibreOffice has a version for Microsoft Windows, Linux, and Mac OS. And there are readers that you can install on mobile phones to read documents. The product suite is huge and it has to maintain compatibility with Microsoft Office, so I assume that there are a lot of developers. Again, as I mentioned earlier, LibreOffice is a complete suite, so let's talk about the individual applications in the suite. If you're doing basic word processing, LibreOffice Writer can read Microsoft Word files, Doc or DocX. Its native file format is ODF, but you can export to Microsoft Word format or you can export as a PDF. Now, don't expect the menus to be exactly like Microsoft Word. It is a different product, so the options are different or called differently. However, you will find that for persons not doing complex formatting, like writing a formatted book, that it is pretty straightforward. It's pretty user-friendly, and for 99% of the users, you will not need to do anything complicated. After all, most people just use these to compose letters, resumes, instructions, reports, user manuals. That's probably the most complex I've had to use it for, is to make user manuals with integrated images. And I actually forget that I am not using Word. I couldn't even remember how different it was on Word because for most users, you're not formatting complex documents daily. So you have to search for features on Word as well. Some people have complained that if you use Word to make the document that some of the complex formatting features don't exactly convert well into LibreOffice. Some people complain that the UI looks more like Microsoft Word in 2003. I don't know about that. It does look pretty similar to the standard desktop Microsoft Office before Microsoft 365. But I'm not missing anything. On the other hand, if you're working in an office where everyone is using Microsoft Word, 
Obviously, you're going to get Microsoft Word for free anyway. If you're the boss, though, you may think to save your money and use LibreOffice for free. Most spreadsheets follow the original UI introduced by VisiCalc and Lotus 1-2-3 in the 80s, so this is not a UI invented by Microsoft Office. For standard spreadsheet use, which I do use regularly, I often forget that I'm not using Excel. I do have to hunt options in menus because like Microsoft Word, it is a different application. But it works as expected and I have not been left searching for features that are missing. There are missing features for those that do complex spreadsheets, and that is the Excel macros or VB script. Excel macros are a plus and a minus. Aside from introducing incompatibilities when the user doesn't use Excel, macros have been a big source of malware as they can do dangerous things like delete files. So I personally don't use Excel macros. And thus, everything works as it should once you find the equivalent function in LibreOffice Calc. Some people have said that the CSV import feature of LibreOffice Calc is better than Excel. I use CSV import a lot, and frankly, it's worked 100% of the time, so I don't know if this is different than Excel. The native file format LibreOffice is ODS, but you can export in XLS and XLSX format if you want Excel compatibility. Normally, you're not going to be sharing the editing of a LibreOffice Impress document with someone using Microsoft PowerPoint. But if you do, then there will be the typical issues like differences in formatting or differences in themes. One of the biggest differences can be the availability of fonts. LibreOffice may have different fonts than PowerPoint. And of course, it could cause an incompatibility in the presentation file. However, other than that, I think you'll be able to do the same kinds of things on LibreOffice Impress as you would on Microsoft PowerPoint. Like the other apps in the suite, don't expect the UI to be the same. They are, but just in a general level. Obviously, each product would have their own templates and graphics library and fonts. It looks pretty good to me as far as being able to make a good presentation. Impress files can be exported to PPT or PPTX format so they can be viewed with Microsoft viewers. But the native file format is ODF. One of the features in LibreOffice that can be used to supplement LibreOffice Impress is LibreOffice Draw. Because Draw can make finer graphic documents, it is really good for more detailed documents like flowcharts and organizational charts. I'm not familiar with anything equivalent on the Microsoft Office front. Maybe there's something there now. I would have probably thought of using Microsoft 3D Paint, which is a little different and it is not part of the Office suite. Maybe if you folks know more about what's equivalent Microsoft Office, you can let me know in the comments uh, beyond my experience here. I have not tried LibreOffice Base before. Just from opening it, it does look a little like Microsoft Access, which I have also not used in a long time. Generally, it looks like a more basic UI. From what I remember, Microsoft Access was a lot prettier. Making a Microsoft Access compatible database is usually within the realm of Office use. Not for personal use, so it's really unlikely that someone will be using LibreOffice Base instead of Microsoft Office in an Office 
where everyone else is using Microsoft Access. Nowadays, I would imagine that for real office use, someone would actually use a real database that may be free like MySQL or MariaDB. I think the dates of Microsoft Access has come and gone long ago. Amazing though that the LibreOffice people even duplicated a Microsoft Access compatible application. Just goes to show the size of the development team required here. The LibreOffice suite is free. It is included in many distros of Linux. There are viewer apps on Android and iOS. But if you're going to use this, perhaps you might think of donating to the LibreOffice The Document Foundation. We need this kind of project to keep going. Microsoft has gone to the cloud on their Office suite. Google always did this in the cloud since the beginning. But the cloud-based documents are dangerous for privacy especially if the host company is already known for collecting data, which Microsoft and Google both do. Maybe not dangerous for a cloud version of LibreOffice since data collection is not their cup of tea, but something to always be aware of. I'm a happy LibreOffice user, and like I said, I've used it for over 10 years and on all platforms, Linux, Windows, and Mac OS. So I didn't have to compromise at least for my kind of use. You can download the application at LibreOffice.org. Enjoy. I created a company to offer solutions to privacy instead of just talking about problems. The first important product is the, the Google phone. We were marketing the Brax 2 phone since last year, but that is now sold out. Right now we have different models of Pixel phones, which are using Calyx OS. First of all, the Pixels are very high-quality phones and you will really enjoy them with Calyx OS, which is very user-friendly. Most things you expect to have on a phone will work with minimal fuss and tech skills. There is no Google on these phones and there is no Google ID, so they are invisible to Google. Most apps will work just fine as long as they're not Google. These phones are around $400, so much cheaper than a regular phone. I started a VPN service, Bytes VPN, years ago. The thing about a VPN service is that you have to trust the provider of the service. So some of you choose to trust some unknown corporation with some unknown affiliation. Here's a VPN service coming from someone you know. My face is attached to this service. Me and my staff support it directly. Definitely no logging and we do not block email. Check it out. We have worldwide coverage and we do not scam you with auto renewals. I created a Braxmail product from user request of a stealthy email solution. The main claim to fame of our email product is that there's no metadata. We do not record IP addresses and ensure that IP addresses do not appear on your email headers. Thus, this provides you with a quiet way to gain privacy by not revealing where the messages come from. You get to use any of our seven domains, some of which are very obscure, and you can create unlimited aliases. Sign up quickly to use short usernames, which will be very popular for use with aliases. You can also use webmail as no setup is required to use it. Just a normal browser will be fine. All these products are on the store on my app BraxMe. Sign up on there. Don't worry, you will not be asked to give any personal information like email to sign up. Thank you for watching and see you again soon.